Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, fathers and grandfathers. So just have a quick prayer. Uh, Lord, just uh, strengthen me and give me the, uh, the knowledge to minister to the people and let them know about my experiences as fatherhood and through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, um, I'm just getting to the point, you know, uh, it's been a while since I stood in front of a, you know, a group of people and spoke like this, but I'll be fine. Bear with me. I'm just going to let you know about fatherhood, what it means to me, and how I, I apply it to my life using the word, and I'll uh, just give you a little quick references. Definition of father from Wikipedia says, a father is a male parent of a child. The father may have a parental, legal, or social relationship with the child that carries with it certain rights and obligations. The American Heritage College um, Dictionary says, a father is a man who begets or raises a child and is a male parent of an animal or a male ancestor, but it's also used as a title of respect. Author Richard Phillips, he says a father is called to be intentional about plowing up and nurturing the hearts of his children. I'll explain that later. I'll just make it plain to you. Um, We have an earthly father, and we have a heavenly father. Our heavenly father, God, takes care of us. He provides for us. He protects us. And because we're made in his image, he passed on his legacy through us. So I'm going to just focus on those quick, those three things and how I apply them to my everyday life. And um, hope you get something from it and everything. So, All right. So as a provider, as a father, as a provider, quick scripture in uh, Genesis 2.9. Um, you don't have to, well, I'll read it to you. It says, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to be to the sight and good for food. So right there, God's already, he gave Adam food to eat right there. And we all know Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So God, you know, he, he provides for us, so he wants us to provide and because uh, we provide as fathers, we provide financially, mentally, emotionally, socially. Um, let's keep it 100. We pay the bills, keep food on the table, clothes on our children. I'm not trying to quote free styles from Boys in the Hood, but <laughs> y'all know that. We got to do these things. You know. But something that gets missed a lot, and I think that has to be very important, is uh, we got to provide time for our families too. So, um, I mean, spending time with our families it's just as important as paying the bills. I mean, because to me, it's like, look, I know y'all got to work, you know, in order to pay the bills and take care of things, but it doesn't matter if you buy your child a bike and you're not there to teach them how to ride it. So, you know what I'm saying? Even if you have a daughter, you buy her a dress, but you're not there with her to take her to church when she wears a dress. So, I'm just saying, you just, you got to make time just to spend it with your family, your wives too. And, um, you know, because, um, real quick story, I was working one time, um, like, what, 20 or 30 hours overtime one time, like Monday through Friday, and then they was calling me up to come in on Saturday, and I was working again, and then, like, one Saturday, Angela, she's like, you got to go to work again? I feel like I'm a, a single parent here, like, because you're always at work, so, make a long story short, I was like, oh, okay, so, I feel like, today, I don't work weekends, you know, I just like, look, 
don't don't call me up to work weekends. So you know, because I mean, we all like, look. That's my case, but I know everyone has their own situation. Yeah, with with their work and stuff. But sometimes you just gotta sit down. And be like, look, I need time for my family. So right. you know, that's all. Because uh, just like I said, children. They they'll remember the times you spent with them as a children when they grow to adulthood. Um, trust me, they will. So whether it's going to the sporting events, doing homework with them, or just being home, like children remember that, and that carries a long way with them. Just for me personally, and I come home, and you know the boys they come running up to me. I'm dead tired, but they come jumping on me. I'm like, <sighs> but it's fun, you know. I gotta still pick them up, play with them, you know. It's tired, you know, but. That's being a father, and I enjoy doing that. Now, we are not God's father, but we can strive to be like him in this way. Because God makes himself available to us. All we do is call his name, you know, God is there. He shows up. Try to be like that for our families, too. Now, I get it. Like, just because they call your name, you're not just going to pop up on the scene, but we should make our, try to make ourselves available for our families. Just being a protector, that's the second thing. Um, if you go, uh, I know in Ephesians... 6 verses 1 through 4, Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. I'll, I'll read a couple of scriptures for that. It says, uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Um, there's also another verse, Colossians 3, 21. And it's just, these just verses that saying, you know, God's, he's protecting us and he wants us to protect our families. Oh, that's right. Even in, if you go back to Genesis 2, 15, I'll read it to you. It says, uh, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And like I said, Richard Phillips, the author says, keep it means to protect and sustain. So, all right, I'll bring it up to date. Men, fathers. Your garden is your household, so protect it. Put your family there. Sustain it. All right, as, as fathers, we know, naturally we're supposed to protect our families from intruders, you know, wild animals, kidnappers, pedophiles, holding hands and crossing the street. For me personally, raising boys, I got to protect them from gangs and drugs, homosexual tendencies, bullies, loose women, teenage pregnancy. This, let's keep you know what I mean. This is 2018. It even says so in Proverbs 4, um, verses 1 to 10. I'll read the first verse and then the 10th verse. It says, um, Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. And if you jump down to verse 10, you can read all the verses. Jump down to verse 10. So, Hear, my, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. So it was like, um, yeah, when, you, when we teach our children... We can prolong their lives just by them hearing what we say to them. Basically, you know what I'm saying? We got to teach our children the right things so they listen, and um, their years will be many. And um, we just got to teach them the right things, teach them what the Word says. Because the world say one thing, but, you know, God says the right thing. So, um, you know, the best, um, I'll tell one other quick story real quick about protecting the children. When Ethan was born, I had went to the... Um, to Rutgers, to the fire department, to tell them to put the car seat in, because I had it in wrong. And I had went there, and they was like, oh, what did, they was like, what did you do? I was like, I don't know. This is my first time. So they showed me how to do it, and I was like, wow. 
That looked like a lot of work to put that seat in there. I was like, I ain't never taking that out. So um, <laughs> went back, went back to the hospital, and it was time for us to go. And then we came out, and uh, we was at the uh, the pick up and drop off. Yeah, you know, and pick up and drop off, and we was loading up the car. And there's another family that was doing the same thing. I could tell right away they didn't go and get theirs put in the right way. So I was like, man, they struggling. But it's like four or five of them trying to do it. So I'm like, all right, y'all, you know, let me let me take care of my family. Y'all doing that. They was having problems with it. So, so you know, I was like, they was like, hey, you know, how you? I said, I said, this is how we did it. They said, can you help us? So I looked in their car and I'm like, so I don't know. My car's different than that. Y'all's. I don't know. I don't want to mess you up, you know, but it's, mine's not the same. And they're like, oh, let me see yours. I said, you can see it, but it ain't like that. So dude came in, he looked at the car seat that had Ephraim strapped in. And next thing I know, he started, hit the, uh, yeah, the, yes, he pushed the button to see how I did it. Like to, I said, yo, bro, you got to go. I was about to get knocked out. And I didn't say it that nicely, but I'm like, got to, you know what I mean? Because you remember that. Yeah, I didn't say that. No, I didn't. I was because, you know what I mean? I would have to, uh, and it was just like, it's like, you know, this is my first time, my first baby. I'm like, I already got to knock somebody off for my child. I ain't even got them home yet. So, you know, I say all that to say we got to protect our children, even from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just watch over our children. So, and the best way to protect our children is prayer. Pray over our children. I pray over my children. We say prayers at night. You know, I pray like, look, you're not going to go to prison. You're not going to be operating table. You're going to graduate high school and college. You're not going to get sickness and disease. You're going to, you know, achieve your goals and things. You know, you have to pray over your children. So I, I do it. My wife does it as well too. But we pray over our children, tell them all the dangers of, of the streets and everything. I mean, so what? We live in the suburbs. There's still streets out there, and there's still drugs and crime. You know. I, we know our, we must know our children's friends. You know what I'm saying? Just gotta know who they are. I know that's how it was when I was coming up. I couldn't spend night over my friend's house unless my mother knew the parents. You know, same thing. You gotta know who your children's friends are because we don't want to raise Columbine children. You know what I'm saying? And that's just I just real quick for you millennials who don't know. There was two kids. They was getting bullied. They was they was you know they was like the outcasts of the school. What have you? One day at school, they decided to go to war at the school. Shout out to school. And um, shot themselves. Anyway, they all died. And when we went back to the parents, it's like, how this happened? It's like, so the police never want to investigate the house. They found out stuff on the computer. They looked in the garage, found they was stocking weapons, building bombs, had plans for the of the school and what they was going to do. And they looked at the parents like, how you not know your children was doing this? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, know your children's friends are and like with their friends at the house. You got to go in that room every now and then. What's going on here? You know what I'm saying? So that's all because <laughs> you got to know what your children are into. I'm finished. I'm, I'm almost done, though. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, and uh, also, what comes to protecting, um, even in Genesis 7, verses 1 through 7, it's a little story about Noah. Noah had, um, he saved and protected his wife, sons, and his sons because he was struck to by God when he built the ark. So it's like, Comparisons with today, it's like when you're connected with God, he will instruct you how to protect your family. And not only did Noah save his immediate family, but he saved his daughter-in-laws, you know, Noah's sons, his wives. And that was it for him to able to continue his legacy, which leads me to my last part um, about passing on a legacy. We all know Proverbs verse, 
very popular. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. Proverbs 17, 6, the children's children are the crown of old men and the glory of the children are their fathers. So I just translate that as it's, it's good to be a grandfather because you carry on your legacy. All right, so what type of legacy would you leave? Number one, the legacy of wealth. Now, I know a lot of people say, I don't have a million dollars to leave, but you know what I'm saying? You can leave that because a lot of families that do that, you know, I ain't going to name all the families, but you know, there's these billionaire families who leave, we call that old money, they just leave money, you know, you know, the Waltons with Walmart, you know what I'm saying? The, the Rockefellers, they leave money. I'm pretty sure, you know, the Trumps leave money, all these football owners, they leave money and they just pass it on to their business. Like it or not, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce, they're going to leave a lot of wealth for there, you know. But with all that I'm saying, make sure you have God behind it. So, But real quick, if you ain't got all that money, you can start it. You can, you can be the, the one to get it going. Yeah. Very simple, you know, we working on it. Set up a college fund for your children's education, okay? Now, we're praying and, we're praying and trusting and believing for athletic scholarships, yes. academic scholarships, grants. So the money we save, we won't have to use because we're going to use the scholarships. And now that money is there, and we can pass that on to the grandchildren, what have you. So that's a little tidbit, you know what I'm saying? Um, fathers, get life insurance. Don't um, take care of your family. Don't have them bury you. Then they got to pay off your debt, too. You know, So if you have life insurance, they can pay for, they can pay for your burial, and you can pay off your debts. And now your family's not struggling with what you left behind. Leave a legacy of a respectable name. Uh, what does that mean? I mean, just look, keep 100 with you. A good name, like favor, can get you things that money can't. You know, you go for a job, and they're like, uh, we ain't got no openings, but what's your last name? Oh, your last name is Wyndham. Oh, yeah, your grandfather was so, you know what? Got a spot for you, just based on your name. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and you don't want, you don't want to be that family that's has a bad name and if you do have a family that's a bad name you can change that you know and i also also leave a legacy of being a, a christian man with a christian family let that um trickle down to all your generations say so, you know i mean because you can pass that on like my daddy went to church my granddaddy went to church great daddy went to church. all these were praying men who love jesus and that'll have an effect too on your children because you're praying for the next generation and you and you're keeping that those God and biblical values within the family. Amen. Also, oh, have a legacy of health. Oh, yes. Let's um, I ain't gonna do biology one on one, but you know how we go, how, how brothers we go, and they be like, um, go to the doctor and be like, yeah, high blood pressure runs in the family, diabetes runs in the family, this runs in the family, blah blah. You know, it's like, why can't we change that? So it's like, when our great grandchildren go to the doctor, like, nah, that don't run in the family. We don't. Have high blood pressure. We don't have hypertension. So we can start that by now, like just eating right and exercising, take care of our bodies, you know, just, you know what I mean? Because like, we pass on like our looks and our intelligence and our abilities to our children. Why not pass on good health to them as well? So, because um, we can set the standard for setting our family up for success or failure. So, like I said, it doesn't matter if you leave money or business, even a good name or good health. It doesn't matter if you leave all that and don't have a legacy of prayer and biblical Christian values. So lastly, I'm gonna close out with this because it was on my mind and I was like, I gotta I gotta say this, you know, as a father. Um 
these are just three things that a Christian father should exhibit and live out. I'm not perfect. I'm still trying to do these things myself. But don't take the name father lightly because being a man isn't easy. Being a black man definitely isn't easy. And being a father is work. But I truly enjoy it because but it's a lot to being a father. So let's not devalue the name father. Because I personally believe what you call someone is how you treat them. So this is my personal thing. We should stop using that term baby daddy and baby mama because I feel it weakens and waters down what a father really is and does. You know, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, you just, that's just my baby daddy. Like, no, that's the father of your child. Like, even if he ain't doing what he's supposed to do, but brother, step your game up. But if he's not doing what he's supposed to do, you know what I mean? I still feel like your child might hear that and think, it's baby daddy. What's, I thought that's just my daddy or just my father. Baby daddy, to me, it just weakens that name like father. Um, so it's like, and I'm thinking about, I'm like, yo, you know what? Mary never referred to God as her baby daddy. You know what I'm saying? So it's a big deal when it comes to being a father. And, um, that's all I have. Thank you. Amen. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.